you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. I want to get into the Word of the Lord with you, the book of Acts chapter 27, and I'm going to read three verses from Acts 27 and beginning with verse 27 of Acts 27. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. And then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. I want to talk to you a little bit this evening. It's going to be a little different from our traditional Wednesday evening Bible study. I'm going to talk to you from my heart. As you know, we have been in some trying times uh, all across America, and specifically in my home and family, and I just have felt the urge of the Lord to talk to you about unexpected storms, unexpected storms. The account of Scripture that I have read, of course, is lengthy through the 27th chapter, giving the details of the life of Paul, a few days in the life of Paul. Um, The account of Scripture follows the arrest of the Apostle Paul by King Agrippa. Paul was arrested for preaching the gospel. He's doing the will of God, and then he ends up in jail. And while they're in prison, Paul continued to preach the gospel. It was in this account that King Agrippa said, Paul, almost you persuaded me to be a Christian. Having determined that Paul was not worthy of death, nor the bonds that he was in, they sent him by ship to stand before Caesar Nero. And while on Paul's voyage from Caesarea, Philippi to Rome, verse 13 tells us that the south wind blew softly. I want to draw some parallels out of this scripture. Verse 14 says, but not long after the south wind had blown softly, but not long thereafter, there arose a tempestuous wind. And then there on a ship, 
For 14 days, the Apostle Paul and all of his shipmates were caught in the middle of a tempestuous storm. The storm was called Eurocladon. Not, no one really knows what the storm, what kind of storm Eurocladon was, but it was a storm that was worth naming, and they called it Eurocladon. The Bible says that it was a tempestuous storm. This storm was a storm that was unexpected. It was an unexpected storm. It was a tempestuous storm with powerful winds and perhaps rain and all of the weather conditions that comes along with a storm. It's not a storm that any sailor would ever want to be caught up in. Most believe that this storm was a storm much perhaps like a, a hurricane or a typhoon that maybe would normally spring up in the calm, normally calm waters of the Mediterranean, but these storms in that part of the world would spring up in an instant. They came out of nowhere. It was a storm that came without warning. There was no way one could know that the storm was coming. It was completely unexpected. And then as the south wind blows softly, the scripture says out of nowhere, the tempestuous storm begins to blow. Of course, on water, when the wind begins to blow, the waves begin to respond to the wind. And the larger bodies of water has space and room for the waves to begin to build and become difficult for any sailing vessel to be able to stay upright in. It is a chore to navigate in. It's, it's a struggle for survival. I, I wonder how many of us have been traveling peacefully through life and the south wind is blowing softly and it seems like everything is going well in life. Uh, everything seems to be going good and it's just a nice south wind that is blowing as our text describes. And then out of nowhere, the Bible says that tempestuous wind begins to blow. The storms that we encounter in our lives are much like that storm. We don't, we don't know when the storms often are coming. The storms come out of nowhere. You, you've all faced those kind of storms. Perhaps we're, we're still facing some of those kind of storms. Who would have ever thought uh, if we would have gone back to January or February, who would have thought what was we were as a nation and as a world were going to encounter for those who have had loved ones that have been affected by this pandemic. Maybe some have lost jobs and some have 
even lost lives or have dealt with severe sickness and other tragedies in life. Maybe not even COVID-19, but other things that have come into your life. The south wind was blowing softly and then out of nowhere a real storm begins to spring up in your life. The storms that that we encounter in our life are much like this. They are very real. And at one time or another, all of us will face a Eurocladon. We will all face a tempestuous storm. We will all have to deal with a storm that springs up out of nowhere. My life and my family and my wife and my children and and in-laws and, and all that are so connected with our family and even our church as a whole have all been affected uh, over the last few days. Sunday with the announcement of a diagnosis that my wife has received. It's, it's a Eurocladon. We, we were traveling on vacation and a call comes and it's the Eurocladon. The south wind was blowing and we're headed south for uh, for a little rest and relaxation and then out of nowhere the south wind begins to blow. It, it happens. It's part of life. It, it's going, if we live long enough, we all will deal with a Eurocladon. We'll all deal with a tempestuous storm. We'll all deal with an unexpected storm. Out of nowhere it begins to storm, the wind begins to blow. It's a storm that that we don't know anything about. We we weren't expecting it. We weren't trained for it. We weren't thinking about it. We weren't even prepared for it. We've we've never encountered a storm quite like Eurocladon. The sailors are on the ship, and here they are sailing, doing the work. Paul is doing the work of the Lord, arrested out of nowhere, and then thrown on a ship and sent to Rome. And while he is being sent to Rome, he didn't ask to go there. He simply goes there out of confinement. He was constrained and yet he kept a good spirit and he kept a good attitude. In the middle of the storm, the apostle Paul continued to preach the gospel and souls were affected through the storm. He, he, he had never encountered such a storm before 14 days that they were in and out 14 nights with a storm. It's one thing to deal with a storm in the day on the water, but it's another thing to deal with the nights when there is the storm that is blowing. Everything seems to be going well, and, and, and I'm not sure uh, how, but out of nowhere, Eurocladon pops up, it blows up, and the tempestuous storm begins to blow. It's now emotional turmoil and confusion of the mind, and, and our internal compass, if we're not careful, can get out of sorts, and our faith can become covered up with, with, uh, with what we are seeing in reality around us and we can stop looking to the things that are before and we begin to get caught up in the here and the now. Uh, anyone who has ever dealt with motion sickness in the middle of a storm and when the waves get rough, the one thing that a, a sailor will learn is, is don't look at the surroundings but you have to look up 
at the horizon. God so made the human body. It is affected through the eye and the inner ear of man that when we look at the storm around us, we will all be affected more greatly. Motion sickness and all of the symptoms that follows will become greater because we're looking close around us at the storm. But if we'll lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. If you'll look at the horizon, if you'll look across uh, the waters, all of a sudden things will begin to shift in your mind and, and in your body. Even physically things begin to change and we begin to, to feel better and, and we're no longer looking at, I've been in the storm, in such a storm, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico with six or eight foot waves with my father uh, on a little fishing trip that we were taking. And uh, everyone in on the boat became uh, sick. And the, the captain told us, you've got to get up and get out of the cabin. And you've got to get outside. And uh, you've got to look. And you've got to look at the horizon. And if you'll begin to look at the horizon, you, you your sickness will begin to leave. You'll begin to feel better. Things will begin to do better. It was the first experience I had ever had of that type. And when I began to look beyond what was happening close around. In, the, in, in just a few moments, things begin to feel better. I come to remind somebody that may be weary in the storm. Maybe you're one that's been locked down and still locked down. Maybe you haven't been able to be part of services over the last four weeks because of things in your physical body and, and, and certain situations that have kept you being at risk. But I come tonight to tell you, lift up your eyes. The Bible is full of scriptures that tells us lift up your eyes. I, I want to speak to every listener tonight and tell you lift up your eyes. Look at the horizon. Remember that, that, that God is never going to allow you to go through a Eurocladon, a tempestuous storm that he is not going through with us. If we're not careful, we'll get focused on the storm and the storm will shipwreck our lives physically, relationally, financially, and maybe even spiritually. It's often not the storm itself that will rip the boat apart, but it's not the storm that actually causes the destruction, but it is all of the unseen rocks and the unseen reefs that lurk under the shallow and uncharted waters that will often break a ship apart. It was in that setting that the Apostle Paul and his shipmates found themselves in as they sounded in 20 fathoms and sounded again in 15 fathoms. They knew that they were approaching land. There was some country that was nearby and for fear in the nighttime of falling upon the rocks the Bible said that that they had to 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 cast some anchors I come tonight to remind somebody that in the middle of your storm if you're not careful it'll be the unseen things not only will the storm catch you off guard but there's some unseen things in your life that can catch you off guard it's 
the rocks that you can't see that lurk under the water that can catch you off guard. It's the delusion of discouragement that will cause one to give up. It's the pointedness of pride that will cause one not to be able to pick up the pieces of life and be able to move on. It is the treacherous shoals that, uh, that we find ourselves washing up on that will cause people to run to false doctrine for a false sense of security. It's the despondency of doubt that will destroy all of our hope for the future. But I come tonight and want to speak a word of faith and a word of hope to every person that I may be ministering to on this cast, this webcast tonight. And I want to tell you, lift up your eyes. It's not over. God is with you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? The Bible said that this group of sailors and the Apostle Paul found themselves in, in the middle of the storm and they, they had to lighten up the ship. It's, it's what you do when you get in a storm. They, they lightened up the ship. They had to throw things overboard and get rid of the tackling and some of the things that they may not that may not be required for survival. They now move into survival mode. They lightened the ship. Can I remind you tonight that there are some things in life that can weight you down. There are some things in your life that can cause you in the middle of your storm to end up shipwrecked. It'll, it'll be much more treacherous for you should you bump uh, the, 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 one of the hidden uh, shoals or one of the hidden rocks that lie under the shallow waters that are near the shore. It's safety of land is not far away, but it doesn't mean that the ship was, was going to survive. And so here in the midst of this, the Bible said that they, they cast forth some anchor. They, they cast some anchors and they wished for the day. It's at that moment, I believe, for every one of us that we begin to pray. I can speak for my house, my family, over the last few days. We, we're simply looking to the other side of this storm, this, this unexpected storm that came out of nowhere. But we're getting our eyes fixed on the other side of the storm. And we know that there is victory awaiting us on the other side of the storm. Here we are understanding that this is going to be a battle. There's going to be some difficulties. And I tell you what we've determined to do. We're going to cast some anchors. We're going to wait on the Lord. We're going to wait for the storm to pass over. It's not a time for me to give up. I tell you what it's time for me to do. It's time for me to lay aside some of the hindrances and some of the weights that so easily beset us that we may be able to run this race with patience. It's time for us, ladies and gentlemen, to take things that may not matter so much in life and lighten the load. Don't try to carry loads that you don't need to carry while you're in the storm. You've got to lighten the load. You've got to lighten the ship. I, I was speaking to someone a few days ago and I've talked to this individual several times as they are battling with a storm in their life and I have told them over again 
begin, simplify your life. In other words, you need to lighten the tackle in your boat. You need to throw some things out of your life. You need to get rid of some of the worry. Get rid of some of the fear. Get rid of some of the anxiety. You need to throw some things aside that you were never meant to carry. It's not going to help you get through to the other side. You need to lighten the load in your life. Somebody tonight needs to begin to think about some things in your life that you can live without and maybe you need to be willing to to throw them aside and say they're hindering me in my walk with the Lord. They're hindering me in, in in my hope of salvation. I need to lighten the tackle. I need to to lighten the boat and I'm going to cast some anchors, Lord. And while I'm doing it, I'm going the Bible said that they prayed for morning or they wished for the morning. They were praying. They were asking the Lord perhaps wishing for the morning. They were waiting for daylight to come in hopes that the storm would pass over. I know where they are. My family's been in such a storm the last couple of weeks. Here we are, but I'm telling you, we have faith and we have hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are casting forth some anchors that are going to hold us through this storm. We're simplifying some things in our lives. We're putting some things out of our lives that maybe were not necessary and maybe will be a hindrance in in fighting the battle that lies ahead of us. But we are certain that we're going to follow the will of God and we're going to come out the other side of this storm victorious. And in the middle of the storm, what do you do, pastor? Do I lose my mind? Do I lose my faith? Do I lose my, my victory? No, but I tell you what you do. You cast some anger and you wait for God to get you through to the other side. Come on, somebody. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to cast some anchors that will hold. I'm not going to let financial pressure overcome me. I'm not going to live under this load that I've been carrying that God never intended you to carry. But you've got to cast, you've got to cast some of those cares upon him. And you've got to cast forth some anchors. And you've got to hold. Hold on. I feel like telling somebody today that if you'll lift up your eyes from the horizon, from, from what the storm that is around you, and you'll look toward the horizon, that God is going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. God is going to give you some new hope and some new victory, and He's going to give you a fresh look on what is awaiting you if you'll just cast some anchors and start praying for morning. I don't believe that God intends for us to live life going through such storms that I'm preaching about tonight. But I know that there is, there are seasons and there is times that we will go through some of these storms. But Psalm chapter 30 verse 5 tells us that weeping may endure but for a night but joy is coming in the morning. I'm believing that. I'm believing that for every saint of God. I'm believing that for my family. I'm believing that for my wife. I'm believing that for the church. I'm believing that for the one that's going through financial ruin. I'm believing that for the one that's going through discouragement right now. I'm believing that for the one that is dealing with heartache and hardship and struggle.
struggle. I come today to tell you it may be weeping season right now, but cast some anchors, throw some tackling out of the ship and hold on and start praying and and God is going to see you through. Verse 29 tells us that they cast four anchors. I don't know what those four anchors represent. I've heard it. I've heard people say those four anchors represented all sorts of different things. Hope and 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 any four-letter word that that seems to speak victory. But I'll tell you, I, I, I'm just gonna call these. Anchors. I'm going to give you a few words of anchors tonight that you may be able to cling to. The anchor of prayer is the first one. They, they wished for daylight. They prayed. I'm going to tell you that in, in, in these unexpected storms, in these unexpected times and seasons that, that, that storms come that you never expected, it is prayer that will see you through. You need to anchor your life in prayer. The second thing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name, the second anchor, I'm going to name it faith. It's prayer and it's faith. We've got to have enduring faith. Faith, the Bible said, is the substance of things hoped for. It's faith that's going to get you through. It's faith that's going to see you out the other side. It's faith. You can't let faith become overwhelmed by fear but faith will overcome through faith we can overcome any obstacle through faith all the Bible tells us read Hebrews chapter 11 by faith uh, we look through the whole um, through the, the, all the great men and, and people of faith and the Bible tells us that they overcame. By faith they were victorious. By faith they overcame. By faith the Lord responded to them and it's by faith that God is going to see you through. First John chapter 5 says and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. You want to know the, what it is that causes us to overcome the world? It's not education. It's not but more knowledge. It's not more friends. It's not a, a better name or a better location. I'll tell you what it is. It's our faith. It's our faith. That is the victory that overcomes the world. The third anchor that I'm going to name tonight is the anchor of the Word of the Lord. It's the anchor of the Word. And you must anchor your life in, the, in these tempestuous times that you're living in. Anchor your life in the Word. It is the Word of God that will see you through. Anchor your life in the Word. His Word will never fail you. His Word will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. His Word will give direction. His Word is life and hope. His Word is all that we need. Anchor your life to the Word of God. And the fourth anchor, and I'll be quickly closing, but the fourth anchor that I want to point out to you tonight is the anchor of the church of the living God. It's the anchor of the church. You should anchor your life in the church. I told someone the other day, I don't know. I don't know what people do that don't have the church to lean on, a family of believers to lean on. If you're watching tonight and you're not part of a church, I want to invite you. Christian Life Church is a wonderful church. We're not a perfect church, but a wonderful church. And I'll tell you what I've learned in times of unexpected storms. It's a great church. It's people that's been through some storms. They've endured some hard times and yet they have remained faithful to God. And, and I don't know, I told somebody the other day, I don't know what I would do 
if I didn't have the fellowship of the church and the support of the church. It's the text and the phone calls and the kind gestures and all of the kindness and the things that people have done and the outpouring of love that has said, hey, we're going to get through this and we're not alone in the middle of it. By the time my wife shared her story on Sunday and I walked into my office, I had calls as far away and text and, and messages from, from missionaries around the world and all over the United States and that afternoon and evening my wife was getting calls from the south and the north and the east and the west all the way from Alaska and you name it out of the country people reaching out we're praying we're with you we're for you God's for you people calling and giving testimonies we've been through it we've had the exact diagnosis and yet we're out the other side victorious it's that kind of strength that you find when you're serving God and you're anchored in a church you need the anchor of the church it's where you receive the bread of life the teaching of the word of God the the preaching of the word of God that strengthens your life that lifts you that gets you through it's the fellowship of brethren and sisters that have, have, have weathered many storms and we weather them together these 30 shipmen were about to flee the ship and the Bible says that when they had let down their little boats into the sea, they were, they were getting out. In other, in other words, it was under the color. Uh, in other words, it was late in the evening that they were letting down their, their little boats and they were going to try to, to get out and as they would have cast anchors out of the four ship. But the Apostle Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, he said, listen, this storm is too great. You can't get out of this ship. You can't get out of the ship or you're not going to survive. The Apostle Paul said it like this, except you abide in the ship you cannot be saved. I come to tell you that you need the anchor of the church. You don't need to run in troubled times. You don't need to go try to find your own way in troubled times. Don't trust the little ship. Don't trust the little boat. Don't trust your own intuition. What you need to do is cast some anchors in prayer and faith in the word of God and set your, your anchor in to a local church. You need to be established in the local church. It's not a perfect, it's not anything perfect. There's failures because of men and women. But I tell you, it's the greatest thing that we have on this side of heaven. I need the church. I need you. And I'll see you through when you're in trouble as well. We'll walk hand in hand. The songwriter said it right when he said, I need you and you need me. And we all are family. Family and we all need God and we all need the church. I have a feeling in closing tonight that there's some that may be going through your own storms of life. You're going through some of these storms that I've preached about, unexpected storms. Some of you are praying, Lord, let this storm pass over. And he will. It'll happen in time. No storm comes and stays, but a storm comes and then it goes. We're not here. Our, our, our guest speaker on Sunday said we didn't come to live in the storm, but God came to take us through. I have a feeling tonight that some of you 
know that you've heard God in the middle of your storm. I want you to know he's going to see you through. He's going to get you out of the other side. Life does have its storms. What anchors do you have? What anchors have you established in your life? Do you have prayer in your life? Do you have faith and hope in your life? Do you have the word of God in your life? Are you anchored to the church? Is your faith firm? Do you have God working in your life? Are you certain that you're ready? Let me remind you tonight that we need anchors that will hold in our lives. Uh, I hope I've talked to somebody tonight. Maybe right where you are tonight, you know I've spoken to you. Maybe I've ministered to you in the middle of your storm. I'm asking you, what are you anchored to? You need to commit your life to, to these anchors. If you're, if you're just sitting where you can, if you're not driving down the road and you're where you can right now, maybe you want to just close your eyes where you are. Maybe you want to pray with me right now. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray that God is going to see you through this storm that maybe you're dealing with. When the storm, if maybe you're not in a storm, maybe you're going to face a storm in the future. You need to have these anchors and know what they are and be ready to cast them when the storm comes. Bow your heads where you are right now if you can. Close your eyes, open your mouth and speak to the Lord right now. God, we come to you right now. Lord, you are the anchor of our soul. You are steadfast and you are sure. You are the unmovable in the midst of all the chaos and the turmoil and the troubles of life. But Lord, we know that if we put our faith and confidence and hope in you, Lord, that you will see us through. I pray for every listener tonight. I pray for our church. I pray for every family and every home. I pray for every person right now, Lord, that has endured a storm, that's enduring a storm or may endure, Lord, an unexpected storm in the near future. I pray, God, you show your love, show your compassion in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank Thank you, God. You are our friend. You are faithful, and you will see us through. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you for watching this Bible study tonight. Thank you for.